Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and um, would you mind just telling us uh, who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Peter Flores. I live in southern Maine, uh, just uh, moved here from Southern California, and I'm a pastor um, working here as uh, both a church plant pastor and a digital pastor uh, for the past year. Oh, perfect. Well, you're the man to speak to. Um, can you just describe a little bit about um, uh, kind of your education? Did you go to um, college in oh, Southern sure. California? Sure. I got my bachelor's degree from Walla Walla University in theology. And uh, that was two, uh, 2018 okay. that I graduated. So recent. That's great. Congratulations. Are you originally from uh, SoCal or Washington? Or Yeah, so I'm originally from Southern California, born and raised there. Uh, then when I turned 17, moved to Walla Walla, uh, did two years as a missionary, and came back and finished up and then moved out to Maine. Okay, well, this is great. So you'll give us a regional perspective uh, <laughs> coming from your uh, knowledge of how Adventism is different around uh, the United States. So absolutely. Um, let's just describe a little bit about before the pandemic, kind of what your week to week felt like. Sure. So it kind of feels like it's split into two different groups. So one half is, is the church planting where I meet physically with people. And uh, we had a small group. It started with uh, four people, grew to seven. And uh, before the pandemic or the stay at home order really um it grew to around uh anywhere from 12 to 17 people uh, that would be meeting up and uh after after we'd meet up we just we do service-based um kind of christian acts in the community because the the church plant while it is uh, a church it's, it's more so, uh, ours specifically, it's more so something that a, a group of people that, that goes out in the community and is active and, and does things. So that's the, that's the church plant aspect of it. The digital church uh, was more making videos uh, for people to watch online. And uh, that started with a, a group of, of friends of mine who are all Adventists, uh, three of which went to the same university I did, Walla Walla. One went to PUC. And we do... Uh, it's called the Young Project online. So we'll do our own podcast and videos and uh, and blog posts weekly. And that was kind of starting the digital church online. Oh, great! That's really interesting. Um, so let's uh, you uh, congratulations on growing your church plant there. It's always fun to um, see communities kind of get yeah. connected. Um, how yeah, how has the um, you know, kind of quarantine order changed that part of your ministry. And then let's talk about um, the Young Project. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as far as the church plant ministry goes, I mean, obviously 
doing everything online, mostly through Zoom, which is, uh, I just, you know, I, I feel like if you've been on, on Zoom for long enough, you just, it's, it's kind of a hassle. Not that a uh, meeting with people is a hassle, but just the, just, just being online for so long. It just, it's like, because I'll do Bible studies with people, for example, and I have 13 to 15 Bible studies I'll do weekly. And those are all from 30 minutes to an hour. So you imagine how much time I'm spending in front of a screen, just staring at it. And I'm sure it's similar to, to a lot of pastors right now. Um, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect has been being creative with it. For example, I went and um, I did some, I guess what you could call visitation with people. And I would just drive up my car to wherever they live. And then they'd get in their car and we'd go drive somewhere, get some food, get some takeout from a, from a local restaurant, then eat next to each other in the cars, open the windows and just kind of wave. <laughs> from one car to the other and even uh i had a friend uh take me on a on a tour of uh, southern maine because it really is beautiful over here uh kind of the portland area and we went driving saw a few different lighthouses and then uh we actually got out of the cars maintaining our six foot distance and just walked around uh, took some photos you know just being being as creative as possible because you can you can work with the rules that the stay-at-home order has, as long as you're playing it safe, you know, wearing a mask and when it's appropriate, wearing gloves where it's appropriate. So just trying to get out of the box of, of what our normal church would look like and just spend time with one another. That's great. I like the creativity that you're doing there. Um, before we talk about uh, the kind of digital ministry that you're involved mm-hmm. in and, and how you've been thinking creatively about that, just talk a little bit about... Um, this, I mean, you know, pastoral work is 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 uh, such an interesting mix of being involved in thinking about your work theologically, practically, yeah. socially. It goes on. Um, I love how obviously the social part you've been kind of playing around with um, new things. What have you noticed with your parishioners? Are they? Um, coming to you with different needs now that um, they're under quarantine? Yeah, and I think those different needs um, sometimes would be probably better better suited to, to someone who's a therapist because I know a lot of people are, are lonely right now. I know a few of the uh, parishioners who, who are completely isolated. They have no family near here, so it's just them. Um, they're in their house. They're doing all their work online. And the only contact they have with people um, is, you know, is online. So when they talk to me, they'll ask me like, oh, you know, what, what should I do? Should I do this? Or, and, then, and then it gets a little more personal, whereas like it, it, it's pushing the boundary between uh, a pastor listening to a parishioner and then um, needing uh, more medical advice. Um, so I, 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 try to, I try to make it very clear that I'm not a therapist that I'm not trained for that, um, but that um, I'm here to listen at any time. And so, and so I, try, I try to flirt with that boundary line, but, but just try to stay appropriate at all times, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a, um, pastors are called upon to be counselors, but, um, you know, it's also a professional discipline. So Exactly. Um, Tell me about um, your Sabbaths. Are you preaching sermons? Are you holding discussions? Are you wearing a suit and tie? What's your? How's that working? <laughs> All right. So just being honest, t-shirt and pajama pants. 
I go full casual, 100. <laughs> uh, percent I do a live stream uh, where I do a little bit of talking, and then I'll play a song or two, and that'll either be on Facebook or Instagram, or or maybe just on Zoom, and we'll add the people that want to be a part of it. Um, it has it has uh, fluctuated from time to time, but it's it's normally like 15 minutes long the entire service because again, um, church planting completely different from from a traditional church. It's more of a of introducing people to a lot of themes and stories and and um, not so much doctrine that people grow up in and are saturated with. Whereas they, if they were to come to a, a service like the way I run it, they'd be like, "Wait, where was this? What was this part? Why didn't you mention this? Why didn't you go deeper into that?" Um, so it's a little bit different. It's a lot more casual, and I think people um, respond well to that. It uh, it opens up. Uh, a lot more questions and then we sometimes get to reach those deeper themes. Um, it's a little more rare to, to dig in deeper with the theology uh, of the stories that we're talking about sometimes, but it's, it's easy to apply them to um, service-based things that we can do um, locally. Like, for example, thinking about like uh, the prophets that called, called upon the people in power to take care of those who were, you know, needy, yeah. uh, the orphan, the widow and, and people who were poor. Um, and, and that's, that's something that's not always, a, uh, an obvious of like, what do I do practically to do that? Um, but one way we've been doing it is we've kind of all talked and been like, all right, um, we're going to order a little bit more, uh, outside food. Sometimes even if we never ordered out, we're going to try to order from our local restaurants so they can stay in business. So that when we're out of this, uh, you know, they'll still have a, um, a, a functioning restaurant as opposed to, uh, you know, a, a place that was never frequented, maybe because we didn't know about it. Uh, but just trying to be as supportive of our community as possible, because I, I think as Christians, first and foremost, that's, that's what we're called to do, is just to be as loving as possible to, to the communities that we're in. Absolutely. You know, it's um, definitely a theme that I've been hearing um, um, within the Adventist world and outside um, this focus and appreciation for our uh, our local neighbors and um, yeah you know the way that we're integrated in so many ways so um, mm-hmm. can you before we talk about um, kind I you know I want to kind of hear your thoughts on how the virtual world um, offers us opportunities. Um, t- tell us a little bit about um, how you got into thinking um, about being a digital pastor. How did that come to be? Sure. Uh, so I guess to just be honest, at, at the end of 2018, when I graduated from Walla Walla, I didn't have a job lined up. Um, so I, I, I went searching for it and got advice from a, a, uh, a friend of mine who was a youth director in Maine. And uh, they had the advice of, hey, come up here to our summer camp and I can connect you with a few people and maybe we can find you a job. So I figured, hey, you know, I can get paid while I'm looking for, for work. So that's, that's great. So I went up there, um, got the job as a church plant pastor. A year passed, uh, the summer of 2019. At the end of that, they talked to me about possibly uh, helping out with, with a media type ministry. And that's how they described it, media type ministry. And I had, I had some questions, was just okay, what does that look like? What is it? And then they, they slammed the word digital pastor um, <laughs> on the project. 
and essentially they they didn't really have a um, a concrete plan to what it would look like. They were just looking for someone that wanted to do it, do that, and then kind of define it themselves. Um, so, uh, for example, uh, they they have listed as a as a point of reference um, Justin Koo, who has the um, that Christian blogger yeah, YouTube sure. page. And, um, so that was something that like, Hey, you know, we're, we're looking for someone like this that can do X and Y and Z. Um, but also make it your own, um, do what you, uh, think is right and, you know, grow it the way you want to grow it. Um, take it slow, take it fast, do it the way you want to do it. Um, so they just thought of it as a, as a kind of a media resource to people that are local here, um, to try and tap into and uh to get involved with and to hopefully have that grow the church plant so that that was the um who hired me like that was their guidelines and that's kind of what they wanted to accomplish with the uh with the whole digital pastor program um what are some of the things that you or projects or goals that you have in in that role? It sounds like it's kind of undefined and you're kind of figuring it out with the conference there. Um, yeah. Can you, you know, sometimes I've, yeah. you know, I've been in those positions as well where people are like, yeah, you're young, you know, tell us about this yeah. Twitter thing. Let's make, you know, let's turn it into a ministry or something. Okay. Well, you know, you have to kind of exactly. understand the medium, understand the cultures of the p- various groups and how they communicate. So I'm just curious your thoughts on where you've maybe seen opportunity or where you think Adventism sure. has to change a little bit to, to understand um, how a digital pastor might, you know, uh, win, win, uh, souls or sp- spread the gospel. Right. So, uh, just to kind of agree with you then, um, in, in what you were saying before, the, the people who, who gave me the job, the conference, uh, kind of were that, you know, what is Twitter kind of, kind of deal. So they kind of left it to me to decide, uh, what that would look like. And so the, some of the opportunities that we've had, um, speaking now specifically about the young project um, because it started off as, as a resource to help and assist the church plant. Now it's, uh, it's kind of, it's separate from the conference, but it's still going on, but I'm still trying to do my own media ministry. Um, so for example, back in October, um, we kind of launched it and uh, not kind of, we did launch it and we put out uh, three different types of media out there. And one of the ways we tried to grow is by getting um, getting as many opportunities as we could to jump on other people's podcasts, right? Because to me, I guess now in, in, in the current modern world, podcasts are kind of the new, uh, hey, you want to make a band together? <laughs> see how many listens we can get? Uh, see how many good good songs, good episodes we can put out there? See how many people join? And so it's, it's, it's really trendy. It's a, it's a really trendy thing that's been happening for years, but now in the past, you know, however many years, maybe five or so, a lot more Adventists have been jumping on. Yeah. I don't remember five years back seeing too many, um, but but now it's 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 the big thing, and especially now during a pandemic, it's it's super easy to do. You can just listen to it at home. You can play it on you know on your phone and your computer, or whatever, however you want to listen to it. It's there. It's available for you. It's an easy medium, uh, and the way to grow them is is usually to be featured or feature people on your podcast. Um, same thing with videos. Um, I think if I had the opportunity locally here, 
um, to have more people to, to put on those videos, it might have grown a little bit faster. Um, but again, the, the focus has always been service, I guess, and anything. That's kind of my philosophy um, personally as a pastor. And, and it is the, um, the kind of theme of the Young Project. It's to, to act against stagnant Christianity, uh, Christianity that just kind of sits and does nothing. Uh, we want to we want to be the opposite of that. We want to be people who who are engaged not only um, in in calling out injustice or whatever that looks like you know from far away, but actually just being involved in our communities first and foremost. Um, because right now, obviously, church is, is being redefined, so we're we're thinking of ways to be creative with that. Because it, it shouldn't only just be a one day thing; it can be an everyday thing. You just have to pick the the venue you want to do it in. And so that's what we were thinking with those three um, different media outlets with the uh, blog, the podcast, and the videos. We're trying to cover all our bases, make sure we're providing uh, content that people um, of different kinds, different stripes want to want to watch or see. So that was kind of the intent um, behind doing that. And we've been fortunate with some opportunities to be featured, to feature others. And that way we've been growing um, not super fast. It's been kind of slow, um, but it's. I, I think we have right now maybe a thousand, a hundred and eight followers on our Instagram page. Great, congrats! And, and monthly, we'll, or I think per episode or per video or per blog, we'll get like three hundred, four hundred views or listens or hits on uh, on each of those. So it's been it's it's been doing okay. Um, but again, the opportunities come when we're when when we're featured. Like you always see the bump and followers or views or listens whenever we're featured or we feature someone else that people recognize. Great. Well, I hope uh, you get a good uh, spectrum bump from uh, talking with me today. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, are you on TikTok? <laughs> so I just got one. Okay. And, you know, the only the only reference that I have to anything, uh, I guess, spiritual on TikTok is um, Alex Dion Wilson. He's a He's a Christian pastor. I'm not sure what denomination he falls into. I, I don't think he's really ever mentioned it. Um, but he has a TikTok and he'll put out like these 15 second blurbs about like, hey, there's this trendy thing and this is how it connects Christianity and here's your thing. So I've been thinking about how to uh, how to approach that. But I have one. I'm really not sure what to do with it because I've never used it before. Um, I'm 26. I don't consider myself too old. But I think a lot of people on TikTok might think of me as old, <laughs> and I think that that might be fair since I really don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> it's its own medium, isn't it? T totally different way it, of communicating. Yeah, it really is. Well, when you uh, do uh, get that up and running as part of the Young Project, definitely hit me up so that I can uh, check out how you're um, using that um, style. Uh, I don't know if yeah. there's like an Adventist dance that someone can come up with and it can <laughs> become viral or what, but right, right. Open the hymn book. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've, um, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Maybe one last question. I'm, you know, um, sounds like you're really busy with things. You're trying to grow locally and online. Yeah. And I'm just curious what keeps you going. Um, you know, these are tough times for a lot of folks and you're out there trying to make your way in the Adventist world and, and make a difference. Um, I love your focus on um, service and fighting injustice. So what, what gives you hope? What gives you fire to keep going? 
Yeah, absolutely. I guess that, that's been changing uh, from the day-to-day, what keeps me going, because there'll, there'll always be a new thing, a new a new opportunity. Um, mainly it's been people. I'm a people person. That's 100%. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, and that's something that, that comes very easily and natural to me. So being alone and isolated like this is, is very difficult for me. I, I do not like it whatsoever, and, and Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls do not fulfill me. They really don't. So I have to be as creative as possible and, and tapping into that creativity that I have really enables me to um, feel that sense of fulfillment in my calling as a Christian, as an Adventist, um, to keep on going that. And, you know, it, it, it really is tough to, to, to make time to, um, to take care of myself during this time because I, I feel like I've been more busy during this pandemic than I have been in my entire life. Wow, that's interesting. So really just making that time to, to have some one-on-one time with Jesus, just opening my Bible for however long it is, and just and making sure I secure that time in my day and don't let anything else interrupt it has really just grounded me and kept me centered and allowed me to have other opportunities where I can be creative, have that energy, and feel fulfilled in my calling and, and continue having that hope, that fire in me um, that keeps me going to connect with as many people as possible. Um, whether it be online or in person or from one car to another. <laughs> well, that's a great um, thought to end on. I wish you blessings in your work and uh, definitely stay in touch with Spectrum. We uh, we love to see this kind of energy out there uh, working in our yeah, communities. Yeah, absolutely, we'll do. Uh, all right, God bless you and uh, stay safe. Absolutely, likewise. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive.